Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I am here with Whitney Vredenberg. She is the owner of Nested Spaces, a home staging and design business in Indianapolis. In 2016, Whitney began Nested Spaces based on a love for design and watching her mother practice staging as a realtor before staging was a thing. She was interested in trying her hand at a passion for the ho- with the hopes of turning it into a profitable and fun business. Coming from more than 10 years of experience in corporate marketing, Whitney has always loved being creative through branding and communication. Nested Spaces was the next step to help um, others make a new home and feel more like a home. Whitney is certified through the Home Staging Resource and is an RSES or RESA Pro member. And that also is the uh, the Real Estate Staging Association. She's also the president um, for Indianapolis chapter. Uh, Whitney lives in Zionsville, Indiana with her husband, Steve, and their four kids, Ainsley, James, Isabel, and Edward. Whitney, thanks for being on the show. How are you today? Thanks for having me, Sean. I'm good. I'm doing well. It's Friday, and um, I don't think we're going to get any more snow for a while. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping for uh, less frigid temperatures so the snow will melt and it's not that icky brown yes. stuff. Um, it can go away in the sewers. It can it can clean our streets. <laughs> so um, exactly, exactly. I think a lot of people kind of want to know how we met. I think we met through we met through ZWorks, a co working space in Zionsville. Um, and I was always interested in, in mm-hmm. your um, your balance of a lot of stuff. I know you're a very busy person. You help a lot of clients. You help. I mean, you've got you know you know a husband and four kids and not saying that, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, men can do it too. And that kind of stuff too. But the the biggest thing is, is I always was interested in Mm -hmm. your balance on things of how you can visually see things and how you communicated with clients, which is so interesting to me. And so my first question out of the gate is, you know, what, you know, what inspired you to start Nested Spaces? I know there was a little prelude in the introduction, but um, can you kind mm-hmm. of, you know, elaborate on that? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, uh, sometimes we tell ourselves stories about what we should pursue and what we should do. Um, and, you know, I was on this corporate trajectory, which there's nothing wrong with that. There, there are a lot of beautiful things that come out of corporate careers, Um, and I was traveling a lot and I had a young family, um, and I was going to the West coast, um, fairly often, probably, I don't know, 30% of the time and, um, had a traveling husband. Um, and I thought, you know, is this what I want to be doing five years from now? Is this like what I want things to look like or, is there something else? And that's something else for me. Like, even when I started in the corporate world, I thought, wouldn't it be cool to, you know, own your own business and, and, and be an entrepreneur. And so, you know, at that moment in time, that was in like 2015, I started thinking about what do I want things to look like? Because, you know, I think we have more of a choice um, then we realize, and you know, in situations. And so that's when I started mapping out, Hey, what if I started this business, um, from that stemmed from a passion of mine? And so, um, in, 
probably late 2015, maybe mid 2015, I started kind of mapping that out and just, you know, praying about what, what could that look like? I like that. And yeah, I mean, you've been doing this for almost like what, five, six years now. Um, what experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can we turned you kind five of, recently. Oh, oh, nice. So it's a, it's another it's another kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> now you say you can have five kids. I've got these four kids, and then there's Nessa's spaces. But you know, kind of the the bigger thing um, you kind of mentioned, especially kind of talking about, and, and something that I don't um, have direct um, and a direct idea from because I, I am not a woman. And so I feel like a lot of the women listeners out there would probably like to know more um, is the extent extent. And I would like to learn more, too, is, you know, what has your experience being an entrepreneurial woman? What's kind of the things to kind of um, shine a light on for others to kind of look out for or to, um, you know, what to kind of focus in on? Um, Yeah, this is a. Uh, interesting question. Um, you know, I think when you, when you as a sole entrepreneur start a business, um, there's a lot of like uncertainty you're using, you know, you're exercising this faith muscle. So you have this passion, you know, and you want to explore it and you want it to even be profitable. (laughs) Um, and so what does that look like? And I think for me, I was so used to that paycheck, you know, that like, and the potential for a bonus that there was a lot of um, uncertainty around like owning my own business. And we invested um, $10,000, you know, to get the business up and running. And we took on a little bit more debt as we were growing. Um, And, you know, you have this kind of moment where you're like, Uh, some people call the corporate world like golden handcuffs. You know, do I, do I want to go back to that? Or do I want to, do I want to keep like taking a stab at this dream? And I, you know, I've had a lot of those moments, but ultimately um, nested spaces has been, you know, this big idea, this big dream kind of realized. last year, so 2020, you know, with the craziness of the pandemic, which is still going on, it was our first profitable year. Um, and it, it came with lots of challenges, but I'm so thankful for that year. And now that we, I look at 2021, which, you know, we're in that first quarter of 2021, I, you know, I'm giving myself permission to set big goals but to also realize that I can pivot and be nimble and change those goals at any time. And really, because this business was, you know, a conversation with God and, and something that he, I feel inspired, you know, inspired me to create. um, It gives me, it should give me or anyone starting a business, the confidence to make decisions based on their gut. You know, uh, for so long, I felt like (laughs) I had to ask people, what do you think about this? Like, this is what I'm thinking, you know? 
I think, you know, we want to expand or I think I'm going to go after this segment. And instead, I should have been asking myself and, you know, instead of being busy doing things I thought were important, I think realizing how important it is to get still and have that quiet time where you can actually think about, does this idea, you know, does this venture, does this project, does this feel right? Does it feel right in my gut? And then whatever, you know, whatever the answer is to trust that answer without having to go to you know, your best friend or an advisor or whatever. And I do think advisors and board of directors and, you know, others have their place. But I, I, I feel like, um, you know, valuing, valuing your own inner thoughts and inner guidance, (laughs) um, is more important than ever. I love that. And I love the stillness you you have with that in the sense of, I mean, I think a lot of people have faced that and I've faced that too. And I've even asked people who have asked me about marketing advice, they go down a rabbit hole of like, hey, we need to do this kind of advertising. We need to do Facebook. And I'm like, hey, let's take a step back. And how about you write down um, mm-hmm. in a few weeks, a week, because I think most business owners know their business better than anybody else, even if it's an investor, advisor, I mean, those mm-hmm. people are great for an objective point of view, mm-hmm. an outside point of view, a guiding point of view. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think you're right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's that inner thought of valuing that because I think you know the answer. It's just trying to make still and quiet mm-hmm. that answer. And so are there any like tips for mm-hmm. women who are starting businesses um, even like even before COVID and now even after COVID, you know, what are there any tips that you can you can help you know women who are looking to start their own company that they don't want to go to the golden handcuffs anymore they want to be adventurous and start something <laughs> yeah i honestly i feel like um for me in that in the season of life that i'm in um for me, it was important to start small, start with this idea, start with something that felt really good and, and natural. And, you know, when I first started that people were like, you need to get out there and network, you need to go to, you know, these happy hours or all these networking events. And that didn't feel like right to me. I mean, yes, they have their place, but you know, the way that I marketed is for staging at least, you know, I would go around, um, to local agents offices and introduce myself, give them a brochure, offer to sponsor a breakfast, um, and then do a presentation. It, it starts, you know, for me, it was do something small that feels right. And then follow the next breadcrumb. You're always going to be led to the next right thing. Um, and it doesn't have to be something, you know, big where you're investing, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into a website or into, um, you know, digital marketing ads or whatnot, and they all have their place, but it's like, start small and, and, and what feels good and then follow that and pursue that. Um, that's been, um, that's helped me be successful, um, starting the business and not getting in over my head, you know, as we were growing and figuring out the financials, 
Um, so that, that has been just a really important, um, I don't know, nugget, I guess, of, of wisdom of what I've learned. And then, you know, I would also say find a coach or a mentor. Um, I work with a coach and she helps me like distill my thoughts. You know, she's not necessarily my guru, (laughs) but she helps me distill down what I'm thinking and why that's important. And, um, you know, and just gives clarity to, to, to what I'm working on. So, you know, that's another thing, having somebody that you can trust that maybe is a third party that's objective, um, is really important. Well, Whitney, um, no more grilling questions here. Um, I think this is part of the episode (laughs) where, um, we can, um, have some of those distilled thoughts, um, in an offline background. Do you have anything, you know, you want to kind of share a story about with a client, with um, a coach or whatever that um, a success or a breakthrough or something that you're like, I am just beating my head against something. And then I finally like realized, Oh, we mm-hmm. should have done it this way. And we pivoted, you know, can you kind of bring to light mm-hmm. some of that mm-hmm. nimbleness um, that you're talking about earlier on, early on in this episode? Yeah. Um, so actually, so two things come to mind. The first one is nimbleness, right? So, um, I use QuickBooks for, for accounting purposes and I love to hate QuickBooks, but you know, it's a really good tool to look at where you're at year to year. And for us, um, you know, we're in design and home staging and the real estate market right here, right now in central Indianapolis or central Indiana, um, it's an interesting time. It's a low inventory market. So it is, you know, it's a seller's market and it's really tough if you're a buyer to find a house, um, that, you know, that you have to make the best offer on within, you know, five hours of it being listed, for example. Um, and so we've thought about that and how that impacts, the staging side of the business. And it, it very well could, like we haven't seen a big change yet. Um, but we thought, you know, if we do, if we do see that change, we have option A, option B and option C. Um, but you know, we may not see that, that change where stages, you know, go down, but we've also gotten to the point where we also know who our target market is. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, there are a lot of hobbyist stagers out there, and I'm sure that's in other industries as well. Um, and they will stage an entire house, a $600,000, you know, home for like $1,400. And we don't do that. That's not the business we're in. You don't make money at that. You know, if anything, I have learned that your paycheck is important. Like, Yes, you know, you're building this goal and this dream, but if you're not making any money, it's a hobby. It's not a business. And that, um, I, I love, um, it's Mike McCallowitz. He wrote profit first. So it's a great, great book. Um, and I just love, I love how he says your business serves you. You do not serve your business. You're not a slave to your business. So be profitable. And there are all these ways to do that. And I think we get locked into thinking there's like, you know, I wanted to do X, Y, and Z, but really what about like (laughs) 
option D that you didn't even consider? What does that look like? So I think being creative as an entrepreneur is really important. Um, going back to what we talked about, you know, about asking people for help, you know, asking for advice, et cetera, ex- in- instead of looking into your own like internal, like navigating system. Right. So I think about, um, you know, you joke that nested spaces is a fifth child and it kind of is right. Um, and if I wanted to have somebody partner with me, or if I wanted to have, you know, somebody give me all the advice on what to do with this business. Nobody knows the business as well as me. I have been a single parent to this business for five years to ask somebody to come in and co-parent the business. It's so tricky. You know, it's five, it's um, going to kindergarten, it's sassy, you know, they, they didn't see it in its infancy. So, you know, I think, entrepreneurs need to give themselves a little bit more credit. And that analogy (laughs) actually was from Hallie Simpson. She's my business coach. And we were talking through things and she's like, what if you just started like trusting yourself more and listening? And that has been like such a pivotal thing for me. And a thing where I'm like, okay, you know, stop the tracks here. What would it look like if, if I, if, if somebody suggested something to me and I said, no, that does not feel right. And if, you know, if somebody suggested something else to me, or maybe I even came up with it and I was like, okay, that feels good. Like in my gut, I can connect that to like this long-term vision, um, you know, and that feels good. And that's ultimately like you're as an entrepreneur and anyone really, they should be designing their life. What we have way more control than we realize way more options. What do we want things to look like? So that's what I just want to encourage people to, to take ownership of that and to, to be confident in, you know, what that could look like for them. I think you hit it on the head, designing your life, which is right into nested spaces and stuff. That's, I mean, and, and, and shout out to, 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 to Hallie. I think I kind of met her briefly. Um, but yeah, I mean, those kind mm-hmm. of people, um, help you navigate your own internal navigation system. They kind of tweak it a little bit and saying, Hey, you know, have you mm-hmm. suggested this? And you have this mm-hmm. barometer of like, no, it doesn't feel right. But thank you for the idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I had a um, family member, the adult, mm-hmm. adult like everybody mm-hmm. has, well, everybody will have an opinion. Everybody will have a remark on things, but it's, I mean, ultimately up to you to make the decision for mm-hmm. your own company. So Moving on to the next part of in the your episode. own life, you know, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, they can hold, they can only help you guide. They don't, they don't have, no one has all the answers. Um, mm-hmm. The universe will probably reveal itself. Exactly. Um, so uh, enough about the episode on, you know, nested spaces, you know, the story, um, you know, designing your life. It's, it's more about, you know, you, Whitney, you know, kind of behind the scenes. Um, and, you know, what is the first thing when you get up in the morning or you have a repeating thought throughout the day? You know, why do you, why do you work on this? Why do you work on nested spaces? So my morning like routine is I try to get up before like my kids do. And I try to, um, read a devotional 
and when it's quiet out and I make, I, I drink ginger tea with honey and lemon every morning. So I try to make that before they all come downstairs and they, you know, need all the things before they get on the school bus, um, or, you know, are at home or whatever. Um, like just having, having a little quiet time in the morning, not checking your phone, um, I think really sets you up for like a much more successful day. And then throughout the day, having times where, you know, you're not like constantly checking your phone or doing something, but you're thinking, okay, what do I want X, Y, and Z to look like? What, you know, for me, it's like, okay, we're getting ready to go to a stage. What do we want this stage to look like? How, how do we want it to flow? Or, you know, before my kids get home from school, um, or before I relieve our, our, our sitter, what do I want the evening to look like? (laughs) And you can only plan so much, but if you can center and ground yourself, um, in those moments, then, you know, a lot of times your day feels better. I totally agree. (laughs) I don't have four kids. I have zero kids right now, but all the podcast is a kid. So, um, it's not five years old yet, but no, I get it. It's, it's through those, um, those still moments. Um, I think what you've mentioned is, is centering and grounding yourself, um, plays a lot. You don't have to hustle all the time. It's that intentionality of kind Mm -hmm. of moving into a space. Um, what do you do as for like a hobby and what do you do as health wise, um, to kind of help you kind of recharge? Yeah, and health, and so, health can be physical, mental, hmm. spiritual. It can be anything. Yeah, I guess my hobbies are health. <laughs> In this season, with you know my people, my little people, um, I do qigong, which is um, kind of like tai chi, and I love it. And um, they there's a standing meditation that that as part of, uh, the, it's wooming Qigong is the line that I practice. And, um, actually through Melissa Laborski, she owns Indie Healing Center. And so that is such a, it's great for me. And, you know, the other thing like that I work on in terms of health is I started seeing, um, Dawn Parker, she's a health coach and she helped me like get really, um, specific about what my goals were. How did I want to feel? How much energy did I want to have? And those were never things I thought about. I was always like hustle, hustle, hustle. And then, you know, it's like, she was like, what do you want your life to look like? And no one had ever asked me that before. No one. So, sorry, somebody is calling me. You are good. Um, (laughs) It's the life of a busy, I mean, You got clients, so don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, she asked me, what do I want? What do you want things to look like? How do you want to feel? And I had never asked myself any of those questions. And so it really also helped me um, to think about what, what could this look like? You know, do I delegate more things? Do I say no to things? And we all have the choice to do that. So, um, 
so yeah, I don't know. That's just a little bit on, you know, hobby slash health because those are, I don't know, inter interrelated right now. Maybe, you know, I'll pick up like, I don't know, learning how to paint, uh, you know, pieces of art one day or rollerblading or <laughs> things <laughs> like that. But for right now, <laughs> this fills my cup. Well, Whitney, you know, thank you for sharing about, you know, Nessus Spaces um, what, and, and, and sharing about, you know, what it takes to be a, an entrepreneur and, and insights to that and revealing, you know, listening to your own internal compass and the, your gut feeling as well as um, how do you balance that out with finding the right coach and mentor to kind of distill your thoughts and being nimble, you know, trying to um, achieve a dream, but also seeing it too and where that's going to lead you. So, you know, Whitney, thank you for, so much for this episode. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sean. And to all the Converged Coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap. <laughs>